Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. I've always wondered if I'd been at the stable that night. Would I have seen a king or just a baby? If I'd stood there with the shepherds listening to stories about choirs of angels, would I have asked, what child is this? Or would I have known that he someday be the shepherd of all? If I'd watched wise men bring valuable gifts and kneel down under the guard of heavenly wonders, would I have understood that he was the one in whom I'd find all wisdom? And that he was the greatest gift of all. Just as that baby was held by his mother. He would hold me. He would hold me with his amazing grace. And his adoption by his father Joseph would be a picture of my adoption into God's family. Who could comprehend that this baby who was defenseless, swaddled, and held, would someday be the one holding me in his hands. I didn't witness a star moving across the sky. Or scores of angels proclaiming his birth. But somehow, in the middle of my ordinary world, this extraordinary baby's birth found a place in my worn down, beat up heart. So like all those people who saw him. He's the one I've been waiting for. To repair me. Redeem me. Love me. Forgive me. Comfort me. Help me. Die for me. Raise me to life. So what child is this? He's the one who comes to save me. He's the one who comes to save me. To save me. To save me. He's the one who comes to save me. During this Advent season, we've had uh, the honor of having the opportunity to hear from the voices that were at the manger. We heard from the shepherd. We heard from the wise men. We heard from Mary. We heard from Joseph. We heard all of their stories talking about what child is this? This child that that we gather here uh, on Christmas Eve to, to celebrate, to worship. This child that we have come together to, to hear the story again. This child that we come together to, to sing the carols, to remember all that God has done for each and every one of us. But I think that there is a, a phrase that we must remember a phrase that, that is spoken four times in the, the whole Christmas story. And that phrase is don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Heard a story of a dad who uh, 
was tucking his daughter into bed, and they were getting ready to do their, their evening prayers. And, and while they were talking about prayer requests, the daughter said that she, had, she was afraid. And the dad patted her on the hands and said, well, sweetheart, you know that in the Bible it, it talks a lot about not being afraid, and all we have to do is, is take a moment to lift those things that we may be afraid of to God in prayer. So, so would you like to pray for what you're afraid of? And the daughter said, yeah, that, that would be great. I would love for you to pray with me for those things that I'm afraid of. And then the dad closed his eyes, and the daughter closed her eyes and started this prayer. Dear God, We know you tell us not to worry and not to be afraid. The daughter opened her eyes immediately and interrupted and said, "Um, could you stop there? And the dad had a confused look on his face, and she said, no offense, but this really isn't helping. It's just making me feel worse. Not only do I feel afraid, now I'm worried. Sometimes I think we do that when we go to God, when, when we try to lift things up to Him. We're afraid to tell God that we're afraid because we're worried about, will God be there for me? If we look at these four separate occasions where the angels came to those in the Christmas story, and told them to not be afraid. We can see that each one of these occasions, they had something to worry about. There was something that was placed on the line for them. And they must, they have to conquer those things. The first story is one that happens before we even get to the angel talking to Mary. It's when Zechariah was in the temple. And Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth were, were wanting a child. And for years, they, nothing happened. And Zechariah was promised by an angel that both he and his wife Elizabeth would conceive. And Zechariah was worried. He was afraid because there was no way someone at his age could give birth, or his wife could give birth to a child. See, Zechariah was worried because he saw a limitation because of how old he and his wife were. But God took that limitation and blew right through it. And, gave, and Elizabeth gave birth to the one who would proclaim the coming of the Messiah. The one who would baptize the Christ in the River Jordan. The one who proclaimed the way that Jesus would come. Of a second story we're a little more familiar with because it's one that we always talk about during the Christmas season. It's when Mary was standing out in Nazareth. 
And she was doing her normal chores, and an angel comes and says, don't be afraid. Well, of course Mary is going to be afraid. She's a teenager. She's not even married. But she's being told that she is going to give birth to the Christ. See, Mary's difficulty, Mary's worrying was because that she was not equipped to deal with what may come ahead. How would her fiancé take the news that she was pregnant? How, how would they make a way forward? How would she handle the ridicule of the people around her? But as we talked a couple of weeks ago, Mary is the favored one. She's favored because she had the opportunity to hold, to carry this child. She had the opportunity to see this child grow into a man, to see the miracles and the blessings that he bestowed upon those around him. Mary's worry was taken care of because she was able to usher forth the beginning of the Savior of the world. Now, the third story is on the other side of the, of the family, Joseph. And Joseph was told not to worry or to be not afraid. But for, for Joseph, this caused worry for him too. Because he was set to be ridiculed because somebody else, you know, will just go right there. But Joseph knew that God was with them. Joseph knew that, that all that he was preparing, all that he was doing would take care of not only his future bride, but for that baby that he would hold in his arms, that baby that he would call his own. And then finally, the shepherds. The angels come to the shepherds and they proclaim, don't be afraid. But the shepherds definitely should be afraid. Why would anyone want to listen to a shepherd? The shepherds at the time were the lowest of the low. They were out in the fields. They, they, were, they were sent away and no one was able to, no one was even supposed to talk to a common shepherd. It was, it was told that in the history of the law of Israel that if you saw a shepherd in a pit, you left him there. He wasn't even worth pulling out. But God used the shepherd to be the first to proclaim the good news that a Savior was born. A Savior who came to save not only just the people of Israel, but for the people of all of the world. See, from the very edge of society, they were entrusted with a message which they acted on and went on to tell everyone about. And it was a message that all were amazed to hear. My friends... This story is not a, a sentimental fairy tale. This story is about hope. 
It's about hope that was born. The story is about peace, a peace that is given for all of humankind. The story is about love, a love that a God would send his son to live as one of us, to experience life like we have experienced, to send his son to die, but to be raised again so that we may have life and have life abundantly. It's a story that brings joy, that, that, that makes us want to proclaim from the highest mountaintops what God has done for us. The psalmist in Psalm 56, verses 3 and 4, writes these words. Whenever I'm afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, whom's word I praise. I trust in God. I won't be afraid. What can mere flesh do to me? My question for you, this Christmas Eve, is what fear is trying to take a hold of you right now? What threat what, what trouble are you facing? I'll admit, there is a lot out there. There is a lot of places, a lot of, of channels telling us what we should be afraid of. But my friends, we have the good news. The good news is that tonight, a Savior is born. A Savior is born to conquer all of our fears. A Savior is born to, to take those things that we may be afraid of, that we may be worried about, and walk with us through those dark and difficult times. Because another thing that the scripture says that while there is pain and darkness, joy comes in the morning. So my challenge for you is that to take those things that you may have fear about or you may be worried about, and I encourage you to pray with the psalmist these words that when I am afraid of, enter whatever you're afraid of. So when I am afraid of, I will trust in you, O Lord. And, and, and even if you're not afraid right now, don't worry, you will be. But now may be the time, may be the most important time that you pray that prayer because it is in our strength that we can call on what God can do, but it is in our weakness 
that God can make us strong. So when we are afraid, we will trust in God so we can no longer be afraid. Would you please pray with me? Dear God, you give us these simple words. And these words ring throughout all of your scriptures. When your people have trouble and difficulty, you call on us to not be afraid. You call on us to call on you, to to lay our burdens down at your feet. So I can't think of a better place to lay down our burdens than at the manger where hope, joy, love, and peace is born. And the Christ child, the one who came to give us life and life abundantly. And it is in his name that we give all honor and glory to you, all Father Almighty. Amen.